And we're back. And Vince has a question. Okay. Um, well, hopefully this will make your head explode. Well, first of all, I want to say I totally agree with you on Roe versus Wade. But um, back to uh, the mass shootings and um, this Capital Gazette shooting. I think this is another case of another breakdown of law enforcement and security on behalf of local law enforcement and um, whoever's in in charge of the security apparatus for the Capital Gazette. And unfortunately, a lot of companies, even big corporations like Google, Google here locally, the Googleplex is very porous and and very easy to get access to. And it wouldn't be hard for uh, a rogue person to, to, to blend in and get into the courtyard at the Googleplex at lunchtime and have access to like 300 people in the courtyard and we just saw the youtube shooting a couple months back where there was a a shooter who actually had a grievance had a motive had had already threatened and harassed the youtube same thing with this this shooter with the gazette the guy the guy's twitter feed was psychotic he he already had um a grievance with them well documented he should have been profiled he should have uh, alerted red flags for sure it's it's a total breakdown there has to be more sort of active law enforcement staying sort of staying proactive anticipating things and unfortunately it's all reactive and then it gets politicized and broken down when it was really a security breakdown they 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 were a soft target well yes they were a soft target uh they were a community newspaper um you know in so one one should be able to just walk into the you know if you want to uh, buy an ad or you will have a, a story that you're interested in or your your daughter just got married and you want to bring the pictures and the story for the wedding announcement, whatever. I mean, that's the kind of community newspaper this is. It is owned by the Baltimore Sun. And, and you know, because I want to be honest with everybody, yes, I used to date the son of the Baltimore Sun's, edit, you know, editor. Um, but that was years Wait, you ago. did. You did. I did. I did. I did many years ago. Dave, uh, the son of the of the Baltimore Sun's editor. Some page six uh, stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah. Way back when we won't talk about when, but you know when I was young and foolish. Um, no, actually, he was a really nice person. Um, but your point goes right back to this whole discussion of the Supreme Court and whether it's institutional or originalist, whether you know. The founding fathers would expect us to stay within the institutional limits, but be relevant to the things that they knew and, uh, you know, as, as society has changed. Because the place where it broke down was in 2013 when the police interviewed the guy and deemed him not to be a threat, that there was no way for them to put a mark in his record anywhere so that if he went to buy a gun, it would create a red flag. And so when he bought the shotgun a year ago, nobody was alerted. And you're absolutely right. That's the moment at which this could have been prevented. But how do we create a background check system in which someone who's adjudicated not to be dangerous, but perhaps could become, is flagged for not to say he couldn't buy a weapon, but that there would be additional scrutiny. Okay, that goes to allowing... um, allowing a much more nuanced way of looking at background checks. And 
yes, if then a year ago there'd been a flag that said further further analysis required, they would have looked at his Facebook rantings, and I don't know under Maryland law, but I would suspect that at that point it wouldn't have been, or under federal law, um, it might have been more difficult for him to buy a gun. But, you know, that that would violate his First Amendment rights. So, Vince, your your question is incredibly salient to the moment, but we can't have um, an originalist way of thinking about the First and Second Amendment and solve that problem. 